Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Natch 20 Review. I am your host, executive producer, Sinstaku, and with me today is... Pookie. Units. Otter. And today we're talking about Dungeons & Dragons 3.5 edition. Uh, now, I'm going to turn this microphone over to Austin. And uh, by the way, for our listeners, we are doing a slightly different set than normal. We're trying to improve the audio quality of the Natch 20. So uh, give us your thoughts and opinions on this in comments and etc. Austin, tell us a little bit about 3.5 edition D&D. So 3.5 was the... It was when Gygex basically handed over control to Wizards of the Coast on the direction for D&D. 3.5, it, it was 3rd edition. Three, the difference between 3rd edition and 3.5 is very minor. It's a lot of cleanup stuff. That's why people will sell 3.5 books and 2nd edition books. No one really sells 3rd edition books because it's sort of a unclean version of 3.5. Um, so 3rd edition, Wizards changed a lot one of the biggest things they changed was third edition was let's make this game all about the d20 and let's make it all about high rolling so instead of having charts or roll under this number or number or you know successor you know automatic success or failure everything is roll the d20 add a modifier to it or in some cases a dozen modifiers as you get higher level um, it introduced feats as different ways to give your characters cool abilities, introduced skills as a numerical representation of kind of your non-weapon proficiencies. It introduced your base attack bonus as opposed to your Thaco, your saving throws. There's a lot fewer static numbers and a lot more modifiers against what they introduce as DCs, which I'm going to say, go ahead and say that the, the DC system became a standard even if a system doesn't use a D20, almost every system uses a DC, the number of successes or the amount you have to make. And that is that and the D20 really define third edition. Yeah. Uh, the DC uh, introduction uh, passed over to a lot of different uh, things, although it wasn't, this isn't the first place that that kind of a system came up. Uh, the storyteller systems were one of the first areas uh, actually uh, vampire. The masquerade uh, was developed in the early nineties. Like ninety one, yeah. um, was one of the places where target numbers started being a thing. Where you know you'd have a, uh, they had a success failure state based on the number you roll in the dice, and the number of successes that you had. It wasn't quite the same as DC, but the number of successes you had determined how much information or how well you see it as a thing. But you had to have at least one success. Um, you know, and the target number was referred to as the difficulty on the dice. You know, you, if you were doing a relatively simple task, you had a difficulty six or a difficulty five, which meant you had to uh, get five or higher or six or higher on the D10 to succeed with that dice. And the more of the successes you had, the, you know, the better you did. Um, but no, uh, sort of codifying it as, as DC really, I think, influenced a lot of the systems that came after uh, 3.5 edition, and I, I think you see it in a lot of places. The other big thing, and the reason that 3.5 specifically is one of the most influential systems ever released is because they did two things. The biggest one they did was they released the SRD, that is the Systems Reference Document, and they released it as the OGL, the Open Gaming License. And what this means is, 
anything that they released in the SRD, which included the player's handbook, most of the game master's guide, and most of the monster manual, as well as the psionics handbook, became open gaming license. That meant that anybody could use it for free. This was a revolutionary thing because it's saying, hey, instead of anti-piracy was huge in the 90s. And this just said, you know what? We're not going to bother. Use it. And this spawned the, I dare say, hundreds of D20 systems. There's at least a dozen that were that hit big, and there's so many more that didn't. Yeah, well, there's uh, Pathfinder, which sort of positioned itself as D&D's number one rival. Although I don't think that it's ever really been considered a fair rivalry. I think they've really gone in two separate directions with it. It was originally considered considered like 3.75 because Pathfinder came out because of the backlash backlash to 4th edition. And because um, D&D decided... We're not only we're going to stop supporting anything to do, and we're really going to push people away from three five. And Pathfinder said, "Hey, we can pick up all these fans." Yeah, um, and it also inspired the Wheel of Time RPG, a Lord of the Rings RPG, uh, a Star Wars RPG that uses the D twenty system, the SRD. It inspired the Warcraft RPG that we've talked about previously. Uh, and yeah, I think there's like a half dozen other ones on top of those that came out of that SRD. Um, was there anything else that's like a big major change? Um, there's a lot of oh yes. Number tables are all very tables. They follow a logical progression. They are linear. They don't have everything. So when you have your base base attack bonus is either your level, three quarters your level, or half your level. Your saving throws are either a third of your level or half your level plus two. Your skills, you get four at first level and then one at every level in addition. And then you multiply that number by whatever your class is plus your intelligence, et cetera, et cetera. Everything has a mathematical formula that it follows as opposed to kind of arbitrary numbers. And things don't do things like in second edition, dwarves got a plus one to certain saving throws for every three and a half points of constitution they have. They got rid of all fractions. They unified all fractions round down. There's a lot of uniformity. And there's a lot of rules for things that were previously just sort of a, yeah, do whatever you want. I think those are the only other, like, it's hard to say all the individual changes because there's, it's so different in mechanics. Really only the flavor and style stayed the same. Yeah, it's almost just, it's almost just, it almost does it a disservice to say it's Dungeons and Dragons, which is, I think, why a lot of people don't put the, because it's technically advanced Dungeons and Dragons third edition, isn't it? Or did they drop the advanced? advanced until 4th. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's almost a disservice to the system to say that it is still advanced Dungeons & Dragons. It's so different from the previous editions. Um, the one thing that I that really comes to mind with me is the fact that, you know, everything trends upwards. We, we actually talked about this last week, about when you have conflicting system, like conflicting directions the system goes and it creates confusion and, and how that was an intentional choice on Gygax's part, um, where he had some numbers going up as good, some numbers, some numbers going down as good, and it just seemed arbitrary as to which ones it was. Um, well, in 3.5, they had actual, you know, game designers um, and people that know how systems work and how people think. Um, and uh, everything trends in one direction. 
and up is always good down is always bad uh so yeah well now that we've gone with the little primer uh oh, 3.5 out of the way we'll go ahead and get started with our first impressions of 3.5 now for three of the us of us our first impression was a while ago for one of us our first impression was not too long ago so you know you'll 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 get you'll get you'll get a, a bit of a wide breadth of experience but we'll start with holly actually trying to think back to when the first time i played 3.5 was was that when i first played a soul knife um yeah that would when you first played a soul knife but you had played that that anime variant that arthur had before that because that was a 3.5 knockoff oh wow then that was high school um Okay, so yeah, then 3.5 was the uh, was actually the first system that I played that got me into D and D. So I I do favor it over all others, and I think part of it is because it it's what I learned playing on. Um, my first my first impression. I'm trying to think way back. Was that it? It was pretty easy to develop a character. Um, it seemed it's more time consuming than some of the other ones, but I like that because I feel like you can put more detail into the character. And it's just, it's really enjoyable. I remember really enjoying my first time. Uh, my introduction to third edition was when it came out, and it was, hey, there's this new D&D, and my first impression was, wow, this has almost nothing to do with what I'm used to playing as D&D. Um, it took a lot of getting used to, and one of the biggest things that struck me was how much how much you can finagle numbers. Um, 3.5, more than any other system, lets you kind of play with numbers. Um, things like, you know, you don't have to put a full investment into a skill. You can be like, I'm just going to put a couple points in this skill just so I have some and spread it out more evenly. Or, you know, I'm going to dip into two levels of this class or I'm going to do, it, it lets you play with the numbers and the, there's so many feats. It, it gives you a lot of options. And my first thing was there's so much that they've added. There's so much new stuff. There's so many numbers and I mean, even now, you know, I can look through and find new combinations that I didn't know before. And I have learned this system extremely well. And there's still new things I can learn from about it. So that my first impression was just there's so much. Okay, well, I'm the I'm the lone ranger here. I had never experienced um, 3.5 uh, D&D because I uh, have not play D&D previous to these um, sessions. Um, so I'm a total newbie. Uh, I What I first notice is uh, the print on the worksheet is very small. Um, <laughs> yeah, you guys, my first impressions, it was very, is very, is very small. Uh, is very small. It took me, um, it took me a minute to because I'm sorry, intelligence and initiative and um, all the other things that start with I and T need to be, you know, not abbreviated similarly. Um, 
but I enjoyed it. I thought it's, it was a lot more of what I've been used to because I started out playing in the Pathfinder system. Is that what we're using? The age system. Um, so it's a lot more of what I'm used to. And I just have noticed that every every time there's more detail, like one head, no detail. And it really wasn't fun. You know, I didn't even have an index card to look at because it was just pretty much very straightforward. You know, it's like A or B. It's like A, you die. B, you kind of die. Um, you know, it too fa- and I found this one to get, like I said before, I like D20s. Um, and the it's one, once it was explained to me, you know, it's like, oh, you just D20 plus this got it you know and i was i was good like i could ignore all the other words on the page it's like oh you just do d20 plus this thumbs up got it so um yeah a lot more detail needs bigger print and better abbreviations it's interesting you say that just to sidetrack slightly because that's apparently if that was apparently a fairly common uh, complaint uh, in fifth edition, they fixed it so that in- initiative is no longer abbreviated. <laughs> Which I, a- apparently, apparently, it was a fairly common complaint because that was one of the first things I noticed looking at the fifth edition character sheet was that uh, a lot of things that were previously abbreviated are no longer abbreviated. Uh, I actually don't think I don't think any of the ability scores are abbreviated either. It's spelled out entirely. There's a lot less on a 5th edition. 3.5 has the most information on his character sheet because there's so many numbers. Um, so yeah, for me, my first edition, my first, uh, sorry, my first uh, impression of Dungeons & Dragons 3.5 edition was that it was a expansion to Dungeon Quest. Um, so way back when there was a series of board games called uh what was the original one Heroes Quest which then yeah Heroes Quest uh was a series of board game tabletop RPGs uh made by the folks over at Games Workshop uh to be set in there basically to be a sort of a tertiary to their Warhammer uh game ser- series of games um and I we had a knockoff version of it called Dungeon Quest, which was the exact same game just with different miniatures. And my uncle, I think, uh, had Dungeons and Dragons, and we would play Dungeons and Dragons as if it was like sort of an expansion to Dungeon Quest, which was basically the way we that way I was first introduced to it. Um, cause this was like the, he, he, he introduced it to us at 3.5, roughly after it started. Um, and then I didn't play it for a long time. And then, uh, the next time I picked it up was at actually at Austin's house. Uh, he and he and, uh, our friend Trisadeth and Katie and I went over to play Dungeons and Dragons. That was actually the first time you ever played it, but I don't know that you remember it all that well. <laughs> that was the time where I m- missed the bear and hit a tree. Yep, um, but it's it's always it, it's always been an interesting system to me. Um, my like my very like I said my first impression was oh this is a you know this is a way to delve deeper into that board game that I like, um, even though it wasn't actually related to one another in any way. I got him. It was just a thing that was interesting to me. Um, so yeah, 
now that we've got our first impressions out of the way, and now that these children are starting to talk a little bit more, um, let's go on to what we like about the system. So we'll start with Holly. Um, sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I was thinking way back to when when I was first playing this. Um, what were my right? Um, I like. I like how um, there are more classes you can play and more unique classes like Soul Knife. I love Soul Knife. Um, it's, it's become like one of my favorite classes. So that's, that's one of the main reasons that I really like 3.5. And I like earlier I mentioned you can put more detail into your character than, than you could in previous campaigns. And I like that. I like options. I like detail. And I feel like this is the easiest for me to play. I mean, original D&D was really easy, but it also sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's, that's about all I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and just straight up come out with this. Uh, 3.5 is my favorite edition of D&D. Um, I mean, that's personal preference beyond anything else. But the reason it's my favorite is you can do anything you want with your characters. And if, if you're a if you're a person who likes to play with numbers, oh man, let me tell you, there's so many numbers to play with. And there's so many classes. And then there's the prestige classes. And then there's so many feats. And then you can interact with the feats. And the mechanics give you opportunities to create such unique situations with characters. The fact that there are so many mechanics lets you delve really deep into a character. It's like, Hey, I want to be a character who fights with wrestling. Hey, there's grappling stuff you can do. I want to be a character who, you know, is a solemn monk. Well, there's a monk class. I want to be a character who creates a sword with your mind. You can do that there's a rule for everything and it lets you do whatever you want. And for someone like me, that's really fun. I know that for some people it's really frustrating because there's a bajillion rules to do anything. And it's really easy to wreck the mess up and make a character with terrible numbers all over the place. There's a difference, you know, like you can build a fair character and then you can do what apparently I do every time. Broken character. I, I mean, 700 damage one-shotting a dragon happens, okay? It's just a thing. I'm going to pass this mic. So about those bajillion rules. Um, <laughs> no. Um, things I like about this, I one of my complaints uh, with the last edition was that the numbers were wonky and that some of them meant sometimes low meant good and sometimes low meant bad and sometimes high meant good and sometimes high meant bad and I couldn't remember which one and it was incredibly frustrating because you think you roll really well and then it turns out not so well. Um, I like that this is very straightforward that, you know, it's like, you know, one is a crit fail in 20, you know, there's a, a 20 a crit, uh, a crit save success save it's just same thing um so i like that that fact is very straightforward uh like i said before i really like d20s i like rolling d20s 
D4s, not so much. There's not a whole lot to D4s. But this is what stuff I like, but tangent. Um, so it's straightforward. The math is easier. Um, I'm still a newbie at creating characters. And luckily, I have a husband who is not a newbie at creating characters. Otherwise, my characters would probably like get killed in the first five minutes. Uh, I would basically be the uh, Sean Sean Bean of D and D. So it, he'll ask me, you know, he'll ask me all the questions and fill in the the sheets and. Uh, we're good. And sometimes I admit I get frustrated with them. It's like, just make it. Do, I want to do this. Just make it do this. So I'm not, I'm not one of those people that play, that knows all the rules to where I can manipulate them to make broken characters yet. <laughs> but I did enjoy uh, the, you know, the straightforwardness, the, you know, you know, up is up and down is down of the numbers. Um, and, you know, storytelling wise it's much more what i'm what i'm used to so so remember what i said earlier about how they actually got game designers in on this thing that's my favorite part um the the fact that everything makes sense the fact that there's a logical pro- there's a logical progression for all the numbers there's a logical progression for your save throws for your experience for your leveling for your stats for your saving throws i said saving throws already for your attacks for your skills everything has a formula even if the formula is hidden and not explicitly explained directly there's still a formula uh, which means that anybody so long as you know the formula can plug the numbers in and get it the same get the same result every time um that i find is is one of the best things the other thing that i really like is that it standardizes the the optional rule that we had in second edition of rolling four dice and dropping the lowest um it also introduced a point by system uh which we we use quite a lot we've used quite a bit uh the point by system yeah it, it's it's also standard because it doesn't involve rolling dice um and uh it, it there is indeed a wide variety and breadth of rules. Um, some things are just broken. Uh, for instance, there is a, there, there and but and there's, there's a lot. Well, no, no, there's a lot to love in the broken stuff too. For instance, there's a, there are two entire books that give mechanical benefits for role play deficits, um, which I find not only hilarious but also awesome. And I wish I could make a character with those things, but every time we make a game, everybody tells me I can't. Um, because they're super broken. Splat books are the worst part about this. We'll get to that later. <laughs> but I want to be able to, you know, swear off any material items and swear off eating food in order to never need to eat food and to be basically immortal. Like, that would be fun. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, there's, 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 there's lots of creativity. There's lots of things you can do, lots of ways to do it. Um, just about anything like, 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 like Austin said earlier, just about anything you want to do, you can do in this system. Um, I also have a problem with that. But we'll get to that in a second. As we move into things we don't like about the system, Holly. Um, during the character creation portion of this, uh, I rolled. I I I just rolled really sucky. Um, they don't let you re-roll. You're stuck with what you have to keep, and I don't like that. 
Specifically, we're talking about hit points. Yes, sorry. Hit points. Right. Because didn't... I'm trying to remember. Didn't I get like... What? Yeah. Two ones and two fives on a D10. And that was not good. And I almost died. Yes. Yes, Katie saved us. Um, that's the big thing. I'm trying to think. I, I can't think of anything else right now, but if I think of something, I will. All right. So there's a couple things I don't like. Um, one of them is character generating is something. So if you ever played a collectible card game, and you've built a deck. You know how you built your first deck and it sucked and you got trounced and it took you a long time to learn the art of deck building? Character building's the same way. And 3-5 is a bit like, you know, Magic the Gathering, which has a 20-plus year backlog of cards that you have to learn all of them and learn the right combinations to be on the level of somebody else. And it's not that, you know... I'm trying to break characters. It's just that I know all the rules. and I'm like, hey, these two things go together well. These two things go together well. And then I'm playing with somebody else who I'm intro- who is being introduced to the game. And it's really, 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 really hard to DM that game. Because I have a character who, who entirely for flavor reasons has been built in such a way that I accidentally the whole thing. And somebody else is playing the game the way that the developers balanced it. And a lot of this has to do with to keep things interesting, game developers use traditional marketing tactics. Every new book has to have cool new stuff in it. It broke magic because magic can suddenly do everything. It introduced a bajillion feats that can be twisted in ways that I don't think anyone thought they could. And in general, makes for things like Pun Pun, the immortal, invincible goblin, uh, kobold, it's a kobold, who ascends to de- uh, deityhood at level one. Because of an abuse of the way the rules are written. Because everything is written in strict legalese. It doesn't have a lot of the caveats that every edition except for 4th and 3.5 have. Where it's all these rules are, you know, optional. There aren't optional rules in 3.5. It's very, this is how the game is played. And obviously as a DM you can throw that out. But the book is written with that mentality. So there's legalism. It's hard to get, it's hard to balance a game against new and old players. There's a million numbers, and they don't scale as you level well because, oh my goodness, you become stupid powerful after level 10. Um, In a nutshell, the numbers get too big. Um, And, you know, when it's like, hey, I'm rolling 2d6, and I got... I legitimately got 700 points of damage with a character. It was a a variant, but it it was all rules that are in 3-5. And I get 700 damage against a dragon once. And it's like... How do you do that against, you know, this poor elven ranger who's shooting a bow and doing, you know, 50, 60 points of damage around, which is respectable for level 10. It's what the developers intended for level 10. But unfortunately, the game doesn't have boundaries like that. It's also hard to DM that. And there's a lot of work on the DM because of how much the numbers fluctuate. So... All right. 
it's kind of interesting going after uh after austin because we're kind of like the like the opposite ends of the the spectrum um things i didn't like about three five well the tiny print i don't like tiny print (laughs) it reminds me that i need reading glasses no no kidding but i still don't like tiny print um and i don't like confusing abbreviations um also i didn't like um uh is i had the i had a crazy good ability to to sneak attack people and i only got to use it once because every time i'm like i want to sneak attack this thing oh no you can't do that because there are apparently some creatures you can't do that to and that kind of irritated me that i had this crazy good ability that i only got to use once because reasons and that made no sense to me i'm like i mean whether it's a zombie i don't care if it's a zombie or not like i should still be able to sneak up on it and and stab it in the back like that i don't see how it being undead is a is a thing but that's what irritated me i'm just like i want to i want to sneak up and stab it in the back no you can't do that i'm gonna throw a dagger in its face so there yeah, there's it's it it does suffer from this weird wanting to be super realistic at the same time never wanting to be realistic at all. Like this is a system where people can throw fireballs from their minds, but you can't critical a zombie because they're undead. Why can't you critical a zombie? Because they're undead and wouldn't feel it. I can throw fireballs with my mind. May I go back to the point where it is a creature raised by the necromantic arts from the dead? Like, yeah, like, it. its very existence isn't realistic. Why should it matter if it's undead as to whether or not I can crit it? This thing is an amorphous mass of teeth and eyes. You can't crit it. Why? Because it doesn't really have a back or any sort of spine or any sort of weak points. It has eyes. Those are weak points. <laughs> like, there's, there's... My biggest complaint with 3.5 is the number of rules that are restrictive. It is, a, it is a system in which you can do just about anything, but within those anythings, you can only do specific things. It's like, it's, it's, it's a weird attempt to go broad one direction, then tight the other direction, and it creates systems where you can find these loopholes and you can break characters. Alternatively, you can make a really interesting character concept that just doesn't work because while you want to do, while you want to make a muscle wizard that, uh, that you know, grapples things and then touch attacks them to death, you can't because your primary ability is intelligence and everything you use, and everything you use is doing muscles, and Austin's about to tell me how to make a muscle wizard so I can make it for our next three five campaign. Um, you so do you want to talk about broken spells? Because man, muscle wizards are stupid powerful. Unfortunately, it requires hours of textbook reading, and yes, there's a test. <laughs> what is the test? The test is um, it's 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 entry level politicians number crunching and uh, statistics fixing. Yeah. So there are there are there are specific ways to break the game, but you have to have a you have to have a complete and an all-encompassing knowledge of the system to do it. Otherwise, you're just going to make a, a fairly useless character that flails around at people and doesn't do much. And it's just again, like 
bits of it that don't make sense. The not being able to backstab zombies, even though you're in this magical fantasy world where elves and dragons exist. Um, you know, where where the zombies themselves exist. Not being able to, you know, not being able to um uh, there's a few there's a few other things that I can't that just slipped my mind. And then secondarily the thing that I, I probably uh, dislike not I, that's what I dislike the most. Right under that is the character sheet. Because the character sheet has a lot of redundant information that isn't necessary and a lot of useless space taken up, especially the versions that we used. We used sort of a generic uh, version um, that has like it, it spells out all the formula you don't need to spell out. And I, I think the standard one also does that where it has like the like it has the three separate breakdowns for the stat that can just be one number. Like your 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 uh grab because it has your your combat bonus your combat maneuver bonus and your combat attack bonus and your base attack bonus which all of which is that Pathfinder what's the grap is it the grapple check so real quick as a breakdown the grapple check is your base attack bonus plus your strength modifier plus any or minus any size modifiers plus miscellaneous bonuses that you can get from magical items and or feats however at any time any of these can change your size could magically change you could have magical items that affect your strength. Uh, your base attack bonus could uh, go down if you get level drained, which is why you needed the separate breakdown. Your armor class has, I believe, seven different components, uh, plus a miscellaneous if you have anything like sacred or luck bonuses, all of which can change at any moment depending on sundering. Is it a touch attack? Is it a flat-footed attack? Etc. Etc. You get the point. And all of that's on the character sheet. <laughs> which is probably my second biggest thing. So, um materials same thing you know the books are about 50 bucks each or were 50 bucks each hang on austin wants to talk about materials real quick they got an art director (laughs) you know if you flip through the pages and you find different pictures there's a style they picked a style they picked a style of you know a fairly generic high fantasy style and they went with it first book to do that Thank you. And then there's a 102 splat books. Um, yeah, all of which are 50 bucks each. Um, so it's pretty expensive if you want to get the hardcover books. But because of the SRD and the o- and the OGL, everything is online for free. We built all of our characters off of free online websites. Uh, you can go to the D20 SRD, as a matter of fact, and get all the information for 3.5 and all of its expansions and splat books that you could ever want or need. <clears throat> so it's you know relatively cheap on that side um so yeah let's go into our final opinions and review scores i give 3.5 a plus i love it i would play it all the time if i could um so i'm i'm really biased and that's a problem i know um stepping back though uh i believe i gave second edition a b plus yeah because I, I do really love 2nd Edition. Um, and I really love 3.5. I like 3.5 a bit better. I like the direction they went. I like the ideas they had. All of the failings are generally from a... It was playtested in a very stereotypical manner. They didn't playtest for all the broken stuff. It's the sort of thing, whenever they release a new set of magic cards, sometimes... The magic cards in standard are fine. In older formats, when you interact with cards that are 20-year-old that some designer forgot about, oh, whoops, I accidentally broke the game with a stupid combo. It's the same thing in D&D. 
I love the game. It's my favorite iteration of D&D. For all the oversights and minutia, though, and the splat books, I have to give it A-. minus. So, on the very fact alone that this had... Um... I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a break on the the small print and the 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 confusing um, acronyms and abbreviations, um, but overall I'm really stingy with my with my grades. Um, overall, just on the based on the fact that it was more linear, the math made more sense. There's not you know the whole number system isn't. Um, twisted sideways upside down I'm going to give it a solid A I would play it again I would create another character you know I will probably never be one of those people that goes deep into it and breaks all the rules and um, in in number crunches and everything but that's that's okay because you don't you don't have to and luckily the people I play with are you know are pretty are, are pretty nice about that like they're not out to get people there's out to have fun except for my husband who wants to kill everything that we come across even if it's innocently reading a book um i got some people that you need to play with that uh believe that there is a right and wrong way to play 3.5 if you're not a munchkin you're playing it wrong (laughs) those are the people that make it a not fun experience so you know you play it with the right people which i believe i play it with the right people they're very they're very excited about me finally getting into this so (laughs) one of us one of us uh so i give it i give it a solid a better math always good and now the grim specter of death looms over this podcast Uh, yeah i know um so yeah, which means that which means that no matter what I say, so long as it's not an A, I'm automatically a horrible person because I don't give it as high a grade as everyone else, right? That's why we have four people, so we can all give it the same grade. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I'm playing. Um, so I, I do like 3.5. I want to preface it with that because I'm about to say some mean things about it. Um, I, I do, I do like, I do like 3.5 a lot. It's it's definitely one of my favorite systems to play. Um, that being said. It, it 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 has an inherent balance issue. Um, it has a large inherent balance issue. The fact that you can look up optimal builds, the fact that optimal builds exist, is a problem in my mind. Um, and it, and it does show while while they did while it's obvious that they, they they took a lot of steps forward, they learned a lot of lessons from previous editions. They didn't continue learning those lessons they sort of said oh well we fixed it everything's good let's just leave it as it is and continue printing money um which then gave rise to that personality where there are people that are like that play like munchkins we have a friend john cruteau who always plays a, a a very specific type of character and whom i think i think you've probably killed on a couple of occasions because of it john cruteau is uh one of his characters is currently trapped in the center of the earth for eternity with no saving throw um no, his friend is worse. His friend gave Holly a lecture about how badly she was playing the game because her character didn't have a bludgeoning weapon when they were attacked by skeletons. Yeah. So 
any system that gives rise to that, and and, and all systems give rise to that. Therefore, there can be no real perfect system. Um, has, you know, has an issue because there there's there's an amount of play testing that you need to continue to do after you make a thing. Whenever you release an expansion to something, you need to test it against whatever it's going to be going up against. That takes a lot of time and money, so they can't always afford to. And I understand that, but um. The fact that there are, you know, books that release that that were released that give you mechanical benefits for no mechanical drawbacks um, is a problem. The fact that you have to know you have to have this archaic, uh, all-encompassing knowledge of the books in order to do things like deal seven hundred damage in a single turn while everybody else is struggling to do fifty um, makes it so that it can't be an A to me. Um, but it's a solid B. I enjoy playing 3.5. I enjoy making characters in 3.5. I've I've always done that. Uh, my altaholism feeds very well into 3.5. Um, I, I have 15 characters in my head right now that I could whip out and play. Um, 3, 3.5 does that. Fifth edition does it more, and we'll get to that when we get there. But um, but yeah, uh, it's a it's a fun it's a fun thing to play with. And again, if you play with the right people and you play in the right setting, it can be a blast. It it can be a ton of fun. So basically coming uh, as a newcomer to this, one of the reasons I didn't get into it is because of all the complications and because there are people out there um, that in you find them everywhere. It's not just gaming. They're everywhere. But they, you know, like, you know, you have to know, you know, every rule from every book, from every edition ever, and they want to annihilate you and they think that's fun. That's the kind of thing that stops people from from getting into certain hobbies. And that was kind of it for me. So basically, I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, please don't be one of those people. Just just don't ever because everybody will want to punch you in the face. Well, yeah, don't be a jerk is the central premise of this, unless you're being a jerk to video games like I do um, or to board games. Yeah, for three five does breed a bit of uh, being a jerk. Um, so yeah, that was three point five D and D. Three A's and a B, which you know isn't bad. Not 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 bad. Not the best score we've ever given out, but it's not not every game can be splendor. Um, so yeah, that's three point five D and D. Next week we're going to be tackling the dreaded fourth edition. <laughs> So be sure to tune in for our thoughts on that. I'm interested because we have three people that have never played it and one person that has. Uh, so we're going to find out just what we're in for. Uh, in the meantime, we have been Final Show Films. We produce a wide variety of content every day of the week. You can check us out on our website at finalshowfilms.com. You can also check us out on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms. You can also find us on 411mania.com. 411mania.com is a... Uh, pop culture website uh focusing on the 18 to 30 year old geek demographic uh if you enjoy wrestling mma film music uh gaming uh you can find just about anything you want to know about there including our podcast so please go check out their stuff we appreciate them and they appreciate you and speaking of appreciation we also appreciate anybody who'd like to give us money so i can actually pay the people on this podcast um and on all of our other podcasts. Uh, if you'd like to give us money, you can do so on our Patreon page with a monthly donation. Uh, we appreciate all of our patrons, especially our $25 supporters, Chris Comfort and Antitonic. If you'd like to give us a monthly, if you'd like to, if you'd like to, blah, 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 
Let me retry that sentence again. If you'd like to give us money on a one-time uh, uh, donation, uh, you can do so on the website. We have a don't. We have a PayPal donate now button. You can go click on it and give us money. We have children to feed. We have children to feed. Um, so yeah, that was the National Review. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you all next time. Say goodbye, everybody. Adios. Goodbye. <laughs>